Hi, I'm Katie, and this is Banshees and Crackers, a podcast exploring the folklore, hauntings, and old unsolved crimes that are still whispered about on porches in the U.S. and around the world. Settle in with a glass of wine and your favorite snack while I tell you a story that may make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Sources for this episode are in the show notes. Ghost towns seem to have a strong hold on us. Cellar holes and remnants of barns and stone walls provide endless fascination. In the heart of Connecticut, in the town of Cornwall, lies the now-abandoned hamlet of Dudley Town. Once a vibrant and tight-knit community, the original structures are gone and the wagon tracks have all but faded. A favorite destination for decades for fans of the occult, folklorists, and ghost seekers, the rumors about Dudley Town abound. Is this hamlet cursed, haunted, or merely abandoned? Join me while I delve into the history and rumors of this place that have been captivating imaginations for generations. The little corner carved out of Cornwall Village, known as Dudley Town, was settled in 1738 by a man named Thomas Griffiths. Located on a plateau bordered by Coltfoot and Bald Mountains, the area seemed to be perfect for building family homes and setting up farms. Other families, including the Jones, Pattersons, Carters, Tanners, Dibbles, and Porters, soon moved to the area. Named for the abundance of owls in the area, the settlement was first known as Owlsbury. If you're wondering if you might have missed me mentioning the Dudleys, you haven't. They didn't move to the hamlet until 1747. The first Dudleys to settle in the area were Abel and Brazile Dudley, both veterans of the French and Indian War. Not too far behind them were Gideon, Martin, and Obiah. In 1938, a man named Walter Killam built and moved into a cabin near the northern entrance to Dudley Town Road. Mr. Killam was an architect most notably known for his contributions to the design of West Point. He first discovered the area when he was hiking from New York to Canada. He camped in the area, and soon after the conclusion of his hiking trip, he returned and purchased 40 acres surrounding his camping spot. Over time, he built 14 structures on the property and was known by many locals in Cornwall as the Hermit of Dudley Town. According to Killam, the legends and rumors about the demise of Dudley Town really seemed to become prevalent sometime in the 1920s and were propagated by locals. They blamed the abandonment of Dudley Town on the Dudley family being cursed, adding that the curse followed them all the way from England. There are records indicating that an Edmund Dudley, a financial advisor of King Henry VII, was beheaded at the orders of King Henry VIII on treason charges after Henry VIII assumed the throne and needed someone to blame for his father's unpopular financial policies. Edmund's son John, the Duke of Northumberland, plotted revenge against the crown. As grandmaster of the household for the young King Edward VI, John was able to greatly influence the political education of the young king. As Edward matured and grew into his role, he kept John as a close and trusted advisor. When King Edward VI fell deeply ill, he penned a succession document naming his also-Protestant cousin Lady Jane Grey as his heir to the throne, in place of either of his half-siblings, Mary and Elizabeth. John Dudley set up his son, Lord Guilford Dudley, to marry Lady Jane Grey. The newlywed Lady Jane Grey Dudley became known as the Nine Days Queen when she assumed the throne for nine days in an effort to prevent the ascension to the throne of the very Catholic Mary Tudor. 
When support for the Duke of Northumberland and Jane faded away as Mary's popularity rose, Jane was advised to step down and hand over the crown. She, her husband, and her father-in-law were all sentenced to death by Mary Tudor for treason. While all of this was playing out, one of Guilford Dudley's brothers, who was serving as a military officer, returned from France infected with the plague. The illness spread through his troops, killing many of them, as well as countless English citizens. Another of Guilford's brothers, the Earl of Leicester, left England, and it was his descendant, William Dudley, that first settled in Connecticut in what is now known as Guilford. In the mid-1700s, three relatives moved to the hills in Cornwall. Most of the farms in the Dudleytown hamlet grew flax, wheat, and corn, and the community is said to have been very tight-knit. While Dudleytown was able to provide many things for its residents, they remained very reliant on Cornwall for many things. The residents attended the Cornwall Congregational Church and utilized the church cemetery to bury their dead. Stories of tragedy and misfortune in Dudleytown started with the untimely death of Gershon Hollister in 1792. Some accounts say he fell to his death during a barn raising, while others claim that he was murdered in the home of William Tanner. In 1759, Nathaniel Carter moved his family into the former home of Abel Dudley. Four years later, he moved his family out of Dudleytown to Binghamton, New York, but it seems that the curse followed him. In 1764, while Nathaniel was away from home, it is said that his entire family was slain and his house burned to the ground, by angry local indigenous people, and he was killed upon his return to his house. Of the more famous legends, one week before Horace Greeley lost his bid for the U.S. presidency in 1872, his wife Mary Cheney Greeley hanged herself. Another legend tells of Revolutionary War hero General Herman Swift losing his marbles after his third wife was struck by lightning. Once stories of the curse started to spread, residents began leaving, and by 1900, the hamlet was abandoned. In 1924, a cancer specialist from New York by the name of Dr. William Clark purchased 1,000 acres around Bald Mountain, which contained part of the abandoned Dudley Town. According to David E. Phillips, the author of Legendary Connecticut, Spoonwood Press, 1984, Dr. Clark and his wife lived a peaceful life in Dudley Town until one summer when Dr. Clark was called back to New York on business for a few days. When he returned home 36 hours later, his wife didn't greet him as expected. As he pushed open the front door, he heard what he described as the maniacal, uncontrolled laughter of someone who had taken leave of her senses. She had gone mad. While many cling to the idea that Dudleytown was wiped out due to a multi-generational and then geographic curse, others, like residents John and Jean Leach, who lived in the area for 36 years, point out that the area had very poor farming conditions and incredibly limited economic opportunities. It made better sense for residents to move on to better opportunities for their families. But the real curse seems to be the people drawn to the area by the legends, disrupting locals, leaving trash, causing traffic, and stomping around looking for what probably doesn't exist. 
Though the Cornwall Historical Society still stocks maps of Dudley Town that show where certain families lived, as well as a book written in 1966 documenting its history, it does not encourage ghost seekers. To further quell the legends of Dudley Town, the Cornwall Historical Society has also published a booklet called The True Facts of Dudley Town. If you feel compelled to visit the area, you should reconsider. The popular areas of interest are on private property, and you're more likely to find yourself cited for trespassing than you are to see a ghost. The areas that have been cleared by settlers for farming have since been reforested. And if you can't stop yourself from visiting that part of Connecticut, you could find beautiful hiking and outdoor recreational opportunities nearby. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Banshees and Crackers. Please like, follow, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have episode suggestions or a personal connection to a creepy or unexplained story, send me an email at banshiesandcrackers at gmail.com. You never know, you might hear your story on a listener lore episode in the future. Until next time, remember to watch your back and always bring a snack. <laughs>